0: Okay, and we are back. Uh, this is Heritage Radio Network on tour. We are broadcasting live from the growing hotter Denver. Uh, we are. Um, I'm Hannah Forden, and we are going to resume our chat by uh, talking with Paolo Di Croce, who is joining us from Slow Food International. Uh, and from Terra Madre, and we're really excited to speak with him. Um, before we do that, we just have to thank our generous friends who made our coverage possible: um, That is Hearst Ranch, the Julia Child Foundation, and Julia Schaefer. Um, so, Paolo, you, what, uh, excuse me. So, Paolo has been involved in Slow Food for a long time. Um, you were instrumental in coordinating projects like the Arc of Taste and Presidia. Um, In 2003 to 2006, Paolo served as the General Secretary of the Slow Food Foundation for Biodiversity. And in 2004, Paolo served as the President of the Committee for Terra Madre. Uh, Since 2005, Paolo is the Secretary General for the Terra Madre Foundation and serves as International Secretary for the Slow Food International Board of Directors, um, which is the highest governing body of the slow food movement. So we're really excited to talk with you, Paolo. Um, And I guess to start, uh, I wanna talk about kind of a newer project for Slow Food. Can you tell us a little bit about Terra Madre?
1: Yeah, Terra Madre is uh, maybe one of our most important uh, component of our network. Was created now many years ago in 2004 and was created to build a, a network, a, build ne- a big network, global network of uh, food communities. Mm-hmm. People involved in uh, sustainable food production or, or, as we say internally, good, clean and fair food production. So we started to build a network of farmers, fishers, uh, cheesemakers, chefs whoever was involved in a sustainable production and we thought that was very important to create occasions to meet Mm -hmm. between them, to create platforms, to exchange ideas, uh, to share uh, opportunities, also to share problems and to try to find uh, a solution to these problems. It's been very successful and now after 14 years, unfortunately, (laughs) uh, we can say that uh, it's become one of the biggest global network of uh, small scale farmers That has uh, a lot of activities, Uh, we are in 150 countries, uh, so we really represent uh, the the global, a very strong global presence. And every two years, there is a big gathering, a global gathering, when uh, these representatives from all these countries, uh, some of the representatives, of course, they, they gather in Italy, northwest, in Torino. To have an event that is called Terra Madre, and that uh, it's a five-day event that in a way is not too different from Zofun Nations. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit bigger. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, it's much bigger, of <laughs> course. You know, we have like more than 5,000 delegates, and uh, last year that was Open Space, we had one million visitors in uh, five days. That for a city like Torino and for Italy, it's quite a big number.
0: That's fantastic. And and you mentioned, and this has been coming up for us all weekend with our other interviews, how important relationships and community are to changing our food system. And that is obviously a huge value for slow food. Um, But for farmers right now, that seems like the most important resource is being able to connect with other farmers, to share resources, share information, ask for help. Um, And I would love to hear kind of how you see that tying into what Slow Food does and this weekend we're building community. Yeah,
1: Yeah, absolutely and I think and what we learned in uh, so many years of uh, job in in Slow Food is that uh, even if of course uh, every country is different and every region is different uh, farmers and food producers, they are facing all the same problems almost everywhere in the, mm-hmm. in the world. Of course, uh, with different cultural and uh, financial uh, implications, but the problems are always the same. And one of the big issues, big weaknesses that, uh, that we have in the farm production is that uh, too often, uh, especially small-scale farmers, they are alone. They are alone and they have to compete uh, with the market, with big corporations and they are very, it's very, very difficult. So one of the challenges for small-kill farmers is to unite forces. At a local level, at regional level, at state level, at a global level, because uh, uh, united uh, small-scale farmers can be can have a lot of solutions more to be on the market and to to really be able to communicate why they are different from corporations. And Slow Food Nations is uh, one of the key reasons is to have farmers between meeting between themselves. Yesterday we had a full day leaders meeting with more than 300 people coming from all over, all over the country to discuss about future activities and future projects. And, uh, and here, and then there is the other component that is very important to have farmers and producers meeting people, mm-hmm. meeting consumers, meeting whoever is coming to, to try to understand and to learn and to eat, of course, but it's of more course. important uh, the learning experience. And, and, and hopefully enjoying all the food that they eat, but learning something.
0: Absolutely. And it's, it's a great opportunity, yeah, to put faces to the people who are making your food, who are advocating for your food. Um, so for this amazing weekend, we have what events, what speakers are you the most excited for or things you can reflect on from yesterday? I know we had a lot of uh, panel discussions and... Yeah. Smaller session. So, what what have, what have been the highlights? What are you looking forward to?
1: I mean, there are there are many. The program is very is very interesting, and I think that it's very it's always very difficult to choose yeah. one uh, between <laughs> uh, between so many opportunities. Clearly, what I'm happy about, and this is a very important development for the Food uh, USA in this country, is that there is a big attention on uh, a lot of components related to social justice, to equity, to inclusion. Uh, to uh, a lot of activities that are very important and that we have never to forget when we talk about uh, about everything, but also about food. We have never to forget that diversity in food is a value, and that cultural diversity is a value. So I'm very happy that we uh, there are many panels discussing this, and also that the USA develop a very important uh, manifesto on equity inclusion, and that is part of the of the discussion of these days. So. I would not choose one, but I choose a topic and uh, also the discussion we had yesterday and also I had to participate to a panel about the future of food and how we can really reshape and rethink uh, about a different model, more sustainable model. Uh, it's always very interesting.
0: Yeah, the panel yesterday was fantastic. Um, and just to go back in time a little bit, um, I know you were instrumental in coming up with the Arc of Taste, which is one of... The most important and I think well-known components of slow food. But if there are listeners who are out there who aren't familiar, can you give us a little summary yeah. about what that is, what it means?
1: Yeah, the starting point is that uh, due to the to the current food system, but the basically is the food system that has run the world in the last 70 years. Uh, one of the bad consequences. There are many bad consequences, but one of the bad is that we are losing our food diversity. We are losing. Uh, we have lost a lot of crops, we have lost uh, animal breeds, uh, we have lost pe- vegetable varieties, and uh, and uh, up to 20 years ago, uh, the general trend in marketing, they, they were explaining to everyone that uh, the only solution for the future was like the McDonald's style, the fast food style, eating yeah. the same food everywhere. And still today, I mean, five, 90% of the apples that are eaten worldwide are coming only from five different varieties. And we have thousands and thousands varieties of apples. And uh, for us, the food is very important to promote as we promote the cultural diversity, the food diversity. So we choose the metaphor of the ARC uh, to create a, a catalog to uh, identify products that in a way are at risk of extinction. Mm-hmm. And so we have now more than uh, 5,000 of this products in 140 countries of the world. There is this catalog where we identify this product with a strong connection with identity, with the territory, with the history, and with the culture of the place from where they are produced. We create the catalog and we try to find uh, activities and projects and programs to promote this food, uh, to fight against the disappearance of this food and fight against the homologation, homogenization of, uh, of the food.
0: And I'm curious, um, you know, we're submerged in the food issues here in the U.S. and, and we have a very specific uh, collection of things that we need to work on and things that we are mm. proud of making changes. And I'm curious what things like are what are things like in Italy right now? Are you struggling with some of the same issues um, in terms of uh, biodiversity and and also human diversity? Or or are there other struggles that are specific to that?
1: It's very similar. It's, again, very similar. uh, Because talking about, uh, you know, the food uh, uh, issues and topics that we have to discuss are very similar, again, all over the world. Mm -hmm. Of course, with different consequences. Even if... uh, uh, the big uh, paradox of uh, of the food system that that means that we have like uh, 800 million people who are starving who are not regular access to food and we have more than 1.5 billion people suffering of uh, healthy problems due to the fact that we eat too much and we eat bad it's something that is affecting everyone and and not everyone but all the countries and that the, the tr- one of the tragedies that also in the in the global south countries, in the developing countries, uh, obesity and all this kind of uh, illness are, are becoming uh, natural for the bad food, bad quality. So we are fighting. We have to fight with this, and it's the same in Italy, it's the same in Europe, it's the same here. So I really think that uh, it's, it's related to what we were saying before. We have to unite forces. Mm-hmm. And the solution, they can only be global. If you think to the big uh, competitor, they are getting more and more global. If you think to what happened recently with the merger uh, between Monsanto and Bayer, two giants that they own, I don't know, 60%, around 60% of the seeds uh, globally. Uh, The the, the solution, they can only be global. So we have to unite uh, in these battles, the US citizens, the North America, Europe, Africa, Latin America, everyone who believes that a different world is possible.
0: Yeah. Um, And I know you, you just arrived from Italy yesterday, right? So um, I always love to hear what your best bite, what the most delicious thing you've eaten so far since you've landed here in Denver, <laughs> the highlight.
1: This is, again... A
0: hard question. A hard
1: question, <laughs> because you, you want me to choose. We do uh, top three, uh, top, no, no. top two. Top three, top two, you know, it's always difficult. It's yes. like when they ask me, which is your favorite dish in the world? <laughs> I cannot respond. It's, uh, yes. it's not fair. It's not fair to respond. What they wanted to... I, I think that what is important is, to highlight like, for example, what happened yesterday evening here Mm -hmm. with Big Eat, I think was the name, where there was a a very nice uh, representation of uh, real food and tasty food. I think that this is the most important message that uh, I think that this kind of events, it's one of the most important messages that these kind of events have to deliver. That the US is a country with a lot of good food. Yes. Because, you know, in the global perception, in the global image, uh, in this country it's McDonald's, this country is fast food, this country is uh, <laughs> this kind of thing. And it's not true. No, yeah. it's true. Unfortunately, but there's more. it's also there's true, more. but there is much more, yeah. and then there is much more everywhere. And it's something that I learned. I've been in this country many, many times in my life, in many different places. And every time uh, I have a chance to discover something that I didn't know and that. Uh, and that, you know, it's something tasty. And if I have to make an example, yesterday we tried an hamburger that is a symbol of, uh, of bad food, it's a symbol of junk food, a <laughs> symbol of everything bad in the history. It was good. It was tasty. It's simple. It, you yeah. know, it, it's enough to, to have good bread and good meat, and why not having a good hamburger, eating meat twice a day, good meat? It's great. So I think that we have to deliver this message. Good food is everywhere. And uh, chefs are everywhere, producers are everywhere. We have to create connections between them and people who want to eat good food.
0: Excellent, I love it. And I think that sets a really good tone for the rest of the weekend. We're all here to learn and taste and challenge ourselves. So I really appreciate you coming and sitting down with us, Paula De Croce. And we are going to take a quick break before we come back to our next guest, which is going to be um, Carrie Balcom. So, again, thank you so much, Paolo, and thank you so much to our sponsors, Julia Child Foundation, Hearst Ranch, and Julie Schaefer, and we will be back shortly.
1: Thank you.